0: Hey everyone, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 566 being recorded Tuesday, November 26th, 2019. I'm Jim Tannis.
1: I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath.
2: I'm Ellen Melventano.
0: If only we could have some detailed oh. stories. <laughs> No, that's Sebastian Peak. and we're all glad you I, look. We had us to make there. our
2: second consecutive Malventano reference. Okay, the last week's went over very well, and mm-hmm. it was, it was uh, very yes, well that was some you, lovely work there, Jim. Well, if, you haven't, if you, you haven't seen it, if you if you are a listener of this podcast, go back and watch the last episode. There is a Malvintano reference and uh, a visual that you won't want to miss.
0: I'll I'll, I'll put a timestamp in the show notes for this. Uh, yeah,
3: I'll okay. see if I can. Uh, Dig it up.
0: But uh, we're glad you could join us. We're a day early this week because uh, for the American three quarters of this show, it's Thanksgiving uh, this Thursday. And we're all going to be breaking, you know, to go to our respective holiday events and obligations. So we got a quick show for you here a little early. Uh, but uh, to know when we go live, especially for weeks like this where we're off the regular schedule, make sure you head to pcper.com slash subscribe. You can join our mailing list there. We use that list only to notify you when we go live. I send it out generally an hour or so uh, when I remember. And uh, our Discord uh, community generally uh, prods me if I forget. So head that, head over there, pcpro.com slash subscribe, uh, sign up, and then you'll be sure to never miss a show. And uh, of course, um, also you can check out the podcast. If you're not joining us live, you can check it out on demand. We have a, a list of our podcasts over at pcpro.com slash podcast. And uh, there you get the show notes for every episode. So links to the articles we talked about, links to our picks of the week, uh, the contact information for the hosts, if you want to yell at us about something, uh, subscription oh, yeah. links, direct download. And of course, in every show note is a link to our Discord. Uh, so come over and join us there as well. You got a great community going there. Uh, it'd be great to have you there. But let's jump into the topics this week. So we have a, a continuation sort of of this this saga, the Red versus Blue or uh, David and Goliath, however you want to look at it. But last week we had the Ryzen 9 3950X reviews come out. This was the sort of crazy taking the desktop, mainstream desktop category to the extreme with 16 cores, 32 threads at very aggressive frequencies, good single core performance, good multi-core performance at $750 $750, uh, versus, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: But, but how can you call it extreme? That's Intel's word.
0: Uh, well, I, I'll have to check on the intellectual property about that. of whether they. I'm sure they've trademarked that It used that to somehow. be, Sebastian. It used to be. But then, so that came out, and the 3950X was pretty well reviewed. We didn't have one, as we talked about. AMD has extremely strict supply, and that's pretty much the only negative about this. It did launch on the 25th. Our micro yeah. center here in Cincinnati yeah. had four of them. Four.
2: And we couldn't get there one. There were... There were two. When I woke up, uh, I logged in, looked at Micro Center, and the store had not opened yet, as far as I know. But it, they had it was showing two available. I don't know if they oh. started the day with two, but that was in that was in Detroit, the Madison Heights store. That's the closest one to me. The only one in Michigan. So it was like, I'm guessing just a couple here and there in smaller market stores. Maybe Cincinnati's a bigger store and they got four. But
0: well, I, they. I, there was a line, and they had they did the whole ticket thing, you know. So you had to get oh, there before no. they opened, and they came out and they handed out the paper, and, um, yeah, not, not good, uh not good in terms of supply. And we kind of talked about that, you know, the way that AMD is structuring their, their parts now with chiplets, they can allocate supply based on, on what's going to do the best for them and their bottom line, and you know, right now the focus is on the enterprise and Epic, and if they can allocate their their limited supply to higher margin parts, they're of course going to do that. So. Hopefully things will improve, but for right now, it is awfully hard to find a 3950X. But then we continue that saga. We take that saga, the mainstream desktop, and we move this week to HEDT, high-end desktop. And so we had two launches this week. We had the Intel Cascade Lake X, which we've kind of previewed uh, prior to the launch. We know what it is. It's a Skylake refresh, 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 because this is the second uh, refresh. and I've got a little mm-hmm. something here that I put together real quick that kind of shows oh boy. what happened as Intel's Sky, or, or sorry, as Intel's Cascade Lake X went up against third-gen Threadripper.
1: Stop! Stop! He's already dead. Stop. No! I gotta am dead! Get him! Oh
0: so, uh, if for the audio listeners, that was a clip from The Simpsons of Homer as the Ryzen Threadripper beating the crap out of. Cascade Lake X, uh, Intel i9 Extreme. So,
2: you know, if you if you don't have a new architecture and you don't increase the core count. Then it's this is another one of those launches where it's like, yeah, there's a measurable difference because it has higher clock speeds and it does technically support a higher Frequency for DDR4 memory. It goes from 2666 up to 2933. You could always use XMP profiles and run faster memory anyway. But if you're just looking at JDEC specs and like running stock memory or whatever, then yes, it's there's a little bit of a bump there. But try to find something captivating about this, especially if you're like us and are putting out a review that does not have the latest AMD parts. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, uh, right this, I pulled up the page, and the the second comment, I don't know if it's a joke or not, but it was just like, why no 3950X, no 3D 3? Why? Uh, exactly. Exactly.
0: RTFM. Or RTFA.
2: Yeah, I was I was just going to yeah, link. RTFA. I, 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 there's, one so in here. there's one of those things where we we stewed on this for a while. We we kind of came to terms with it. The, the fact that AMD didn't really have enough of these samples to go around, and they were obviously prioritizing who they sent the samples to. And if you looked at it, it wasn't like. And I I don't feel entitled. It's like I know we're not the biggest site, and like Perch obviously got them. So Tom's <gasps> yes. Hardware, Tom's Hardware, and OnTech were taken care of. Um, but and, and, this, and several outlets got them, but. Quite a few outlets did not get them. And I was surprised at the list of some of the higher profile YouTube channels that didn't get them. Because, of course, this industry, we're aware of the fact that YouTube is kind of taken over. A lot of people get their tech news and reviews even from YouTube now. And like Jay's Two Cents, Bitwit did not get one. It was a list of, I think, four or five rather prominent uh, YouTubers who did not get samples at all. I guess the samples went out on around the 7th. Of November, so if you were getting Threadripper and the 3950X, you probably got them together in one box early in the month. And when it got to be closer and closer to the middle of the month, and we hadn't heard anything from AMD, hadn't gotten anything from AMD, then it was like uh, frantic emails, like oh, "We're getting this. What's going on? Can you tell me anything?" And we were told that there was wasn't enough to go around this time. They were sorry, but you know that that stinks when Intel, of course inserts themselves into the launch window. And not only did they decide to launch the new 10980XE on the same day as Threadripper 3, but then to the consternation of several outspoken people in the tech universe, they moved the launch date up. And actually, when I got that email, I misread it at first thinking, oh, they moved it back. Okay, that actually kind of makes sense. No, no, no they moved it up like they moved it up to midnight pacific when it was originally going to be i think a 6 or a launch, 6 a.m. launch 9 a.m. eastern is the pretty standard for these 9 or 10 a.m. and so for anybody who was actually launching at the embargo lift so that you can maximize your you know article's exposure and get the most clicks as bright as it goes live you could not include any Threadripper 3 results in your charts because those were still under embargo. So I'm sure if AMD had caught one of this and they were smart about it, they would have also lifted their embargo at midnight so that people could have the charts. But as it is, there are plenty of reviews out there that are not going to have Threadripper 3. And that's for two reasons. One, either they weren't allowed to post them when the review went live because AMD had a later embargo lift... Or they just didn't have a sample. That's the boat that we were in since we didn't get that reviewer's kit that had Threadripper and the 3950X. So I I wrote in our review just, and I feel like it's an unfinished review anyway, but I wrote a little editor's note explaining the situation. Like we're not complaining, we're not whining about it. We're just saying this is the fact that we don't have it. They weren't able to send it and we've been trying to buy it. And I literally went to put it in my cart last night because I saw AMD put up a product page to buy it earlier in the day. They were like where to buy. And it went to links to like pre-built systems. Like Alienware was featured. There was a banner ad for Alienware because the, the new Aurora system, there is a, a third gen Ryzen. And I think the, the absolute cheapest configuration I could put together on the Dell website was twenty three hundred and fifty dollars to get a computer with the thirty nine fifty x and it still wouldn't be shipping until some point later in December, I think like mid to late December and then today, actually, after unsuccessfully trying to buy it again, and I have like notifications out there, different places, but I noticed that I buy power. Has a much cheaper configuration you can put together. It's only around sixteen hundred dollars to get one. Their upcharge from like a Ryzen five up to the thirty nine fifty X is only six hundred dollars, whereas Dell was charging eleven hundred dollars to go from a Ryzen five up to the thirty nine fifty X. So, I, I we could certainly have one by the middle of December. We did not have one for this launch.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's it's. Bad for us. especially since we're not we're not whining. I mean I'm I'm whining a little bit, but uh it's it's also indicative of the state of the market for consumers. Like if you're excited, if you were excited about a 3950X, you're either gonna have to pay a premium for that part, either aftermarket or through through a, a system reseller, or wait.
2: There and there were five on eBay yesterday. I was watching throughout the day because I know I know what these people are gonna do, they're gonna go in. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be like talk about this being scarce. And it's it, even if I were to do this myself, if I were to have stood in line and bought this just for personal use and I didn't do this for a living, and then I saw that they were going for more than double on eBay, it would be tempting. You know, Christmas is around the corner. You know, I probably haven't even told my wife I'm buying this processor to begin with. So maybe sell it for $1,500, which is the current asking price, at least it was yesterday. They started off at 1000 it was creeping up to fifteen, and then even $1,800 buy it now prices on eBay. And, you know, for some people, that may be, like, they've looked forward to this, they can't live with, with this, like, uncertainty of when's it going to be available again, what kind of allocations are there. I feel like, it's kind of like when the Nintendo Wii came out, and there wasn't enough to go around, and I worked in retail at the time, so every day, part of my job was answering about 200 questions about the Nintendo Wii. Do you have the Wii? Do you know when you're getting it? How many do you get when you get it? Can I call ahead and find out when you're getting it? When do your trucks come in? And it was just, we were being grilled by people, and a lot of these were Same thing with the
1: Xbox 360. Remember when that was first released, and they were going on eBay for three times the amount, so people would like, you know, these stores would have, I know this is getting off track, but the stores would have no policy on one per customer, so They'd get a, a shipment of four of them in, and some one person who had the ability just grabbed all of them and then made some serious profit.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. The, I want to say, this is completely off topic, but I want to say the Xbox and the PlayStation 3 came out on the same day. There were two that had the same launch day. I don't think it was the Wii. All I remember is I worked in retail at the time, I was a manager of an electronics and photo department of a big store and there were people sleeping on my floor. When I went in the next morning, I, they had left them there the night before Went in the next morning, there were people sleeping in sleeping bags on the floor lined up around my photo counter. I had to step over a guy to get into the photo lab, just to start up the machines in the morning. And it's like, the store director, the management, the idea, like, they had no raffle system, no ticketing. It was just like, I don't know, they're in line. They've been in line for, like, the last day. And so we just let them camp out in the store. It was a 24-hour store. So I'm like, what are you going to do they live here for the next two days to buy an Xbox? Well, we had. let's
0: talk about what we, instead so. of what we don't have, let's talk about what we <laughs> yes. do, let's have. What we do so, have. Let's talk about what we do have. Let's yeah. talk about what we do
2: have. So we have something from Intel, Jim. Yes. And... Uh it's right here. Oh. Now
0: Intel Pocket PC camera.
2: I don't know if if you've ever been frustrated by this, because we do a live show like this, we use webcams, we, we can see each other's faces, we can communicate, it's great. And I've even used a webcam, like I've pointed at other things and taken pictures and actually saved them to my PC digitally instead of actually having to take them into a photo lab to develop uh the pictures. And you know, it's 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 common, it's it's easy, everybody develops photos in an hour, but What if you could get them in a second? Like, and this this like it may just look like a regular webcam, but this is this Intel Pocket PC camera is a take it anywhere camera to go. It says looking for a PC camera to go, pick up the flexible Intel Pocket PC camera, which provides high-quality pictures and video. This takes video on the go. You can take up to 128. VGA quality pictures or record up to two minutes of video. Okay, with its so it's in so you said, megabytes of memory.
0: You said you weren't uh, upset about the situation with the reviews. This this reeks of a protest right here.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> no I, this is innovative, Jim, because uh-huh. I think a lot of people they think of their webcam as this thing that sits on the top of their monitor or is just permanently attached to their laptop. And I can, I can attach this with this attractive bracket to any TV or monitor in my house, but I can also pull it off the bracket, take it with me, and fill up that 8 megabytes of internal storage with memories that will last a lifetime.
0: All right. Well, for the 85% of our audience who's audio mm-hmm. only, Sebastian was just touting exactly. a, what was that? What year was that, camera? Uh,
1: let's see. It was back
3: before Intel stopped dropping the E. That'd be around
2: nineteen
3: wow. ninety eight, ninety seven. This was yeah.
2: manufactured December eleven of two thousand one.
0: Wow. Okay. So. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah. Sebastian has been showing off a two thousand one era webcam. From it's Intel. new.
2: It's sealed. It's refurbished, okay. but it's still new and sealed. And I did pay three dollars for
0: it. Well, can you tell us about the ten nine eighty xc? So. Yeah. What are we What are we working with here? Uh, with the with the ten nine eighty x e based based on what we could compare it to on the parts that we had.
2: Yeah, I I just did mostly like a, a HEDT comparison with the the one big threadripper that we have the twenty nine ninety w x, and we have a seventy nine eighty x e which was the original skylake x part. So and and that's that's the interesting thing if you look at the the specs of these processors when they moved up to Skylake architecture for the high-end desktop segment in q3 2017 that was a two thousand dollar part approximately it was the the recommended customer pricing was between 1979 and 1999 so the two thousand dollar part they they went up to an 18 core 36 thread configuration had a 2.6 gigahertz base clock nearly 25 megabytes of cache, total cache, so 24.75, supported DDR2666, DDR4, and it supported up to 128 gigabytes of it. And of course, you had to go Xeon if you wanted more memory support than that. That's one of the key differentiators there, that and ECC. And then it was 165 watt TDP part. And boost clocks could go up to 4.2 gigahertz. And then if you were using... The Turbo Boost Max, you can get that software like the motherboard vendors generally to uh, offer that right on the download page for your drivers. But that, if it's enabled, boosts it just a little bit further when it can. And you go up to 4.4 gigahertz. Now, last year, they launched basically that same processor again. It's it's so close. It's like you're searching for any kind of difference. And really, the difference was they raised the base. Frequency to 3 gigahertz from 2.6. That's about it. I mean, boost clocks went up by 200 megahertz and the Turbo Boost Max, they increased that to 4.5 from 4.4. Everything else is the same. Memory supports the same. Total memory supports the same. The price was the same. Still 18 cores, 36 threads. So now in 2019, Intel launches the 10th generation Extreme Edition part And it's 18 cores, 36 threads. It's a base frequency of 3 gigahertz again. They've moved up the clocks by 200 megahertz for boost again. So now it's up to 4.6. And then Turbo Boost Max, they're being more aggressive with this, up to 4.8 gigahertz. Everything else is the same, except memory support has been bumped up to 29.33 from 26.66. And they've unlocked more memory like max memory is up to 256 like doubled it now there's a couple of other things just the deep learning is you know the the deep learning boost is something that they didn't have before and the 9980 xe only offered 44 pcie lanes and this one they've unlocked the other four now it's 48 so from a technical standpoint, you can absolutely find differences beyond just clock speed boosts. But this is the same architecture. it's still 14 nanometers. Nothing else has changed, except for the big one, which is price. This is literally a1,000 dollars less. The launch price is 979 instead of 1979. So they dropped the price by half. And I feel bad for you if you bought a 99 ADXE last year. Thinking this was the latest and greatest and this thing to get you through. And then literally the same core count thread count configuration on the same architecture that literally drops into the same X two ninety nine motherboard with a simple BIOS update, and you've got faster memory support and double the memory capacity, and it's half the price. I would feel sick if it was me, but
0: well, this I mean that's... the the whole pricing thing really underscores how much of a stranglehold Intel had on the, especially this segment of the industry yeah. and, and that they, that they could just, you know, and, and to, to a certain extent, you, you well, I don't know if I say you can't blame them, but of course they're going to do that. If they don't have competition, they're going to raise prices and we're seeing it now, you know, Threadripper is topping off right now at $2,000 with the 39, 80, uh, X, uh, and the 64 core version will be more than that. So, you know, you could say well, you're getting more performance, but sure. I mean, the the, the leader is going to charge as much as they can, and that sucks. But that's the reality of the situation. Um, yeah. And and in fact, as drastic of those as those price cuts were, as we'll see here, uh, as we look at some of the other sites who did review the Threadripper parts. I mean, it may not even be enough. They may need to go lower to still remain relevant. They may need to 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 assume the value role that AMD had when it wasn't. You know during the years when when zen was in development and even during the initial zen phase they were the value players because they would price it to the point where price of performance was worth it and intel can't compete on technology at least right now they've it's going to take them some time to get their new their new processes uh, ramped up and in the market so we may need to see them come down even further
3: there's one yeah. place they're competing on which is the money
0: well, they're competing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is they they may need to go even further in price. They may need to cut.
1: Hey, I like that. Because I thought you were going to say that they're in the green industry, South Colorado, uh, California, and others. Okay, uh-huh. and you know
2: without, Canada. Yeah, without having the threadripper in to compare it directly, and just looking at some of the other results out there, it it really does seem like. I know Josh was talking about this earlier today on Twitter that they have. Basically, AMD has almost adopted Intel's price structure. Like if, like Josh, you said, basically you put Intel on the Threadripper parts, you put Intel branding on them, and it looks like a continuation of the same product stack. Almost, you know, when the original
1: Threadripper came out, you had from you know 100 bucks to 500 bucks were the Ryzen, and then there was the low-end Threadripper of of you know, two chips, eight cores, sixteen threads, but you had double the memory capacity, and and uh, you had you know uh, PCIe lanes, and that was at five hundred bucks. And then the top one was what nine hundred and some odd. Well, now you're ninety nine. Yeah, now your top end Ryzen is is seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, you've got some of the other you know Threadripper old ones, the two thousand series that go up to. You know, a thousand bucks, and now you've got the thirty-nine sixty and thirty-nine seventy. Is
0: that correct? Thirty-nine eighty. Yeah, I misspoke yeah. earlier. I said thirty-nine eighty. That's not out yet. It's the thirty-nine sixty. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so those are sitting at
1: thirteen hundred nineteen right. ninety nine. And so yeah. they have uh, introduced a significant gap in between the desktop and the low end, high end desktop that they used to have kind of in the bag because you know intel didn't really keep pete with them down there and uh the lowest end uh you know tr uh, what str4 i can't remember what the hell they call those now i mean it's like you know 800 bucks mm-hmm. i've but seen some actually, lower than I that oh, okay yet.
0: yeah there's some down in the in I mean, there's some in the 200 range uh actually but
2: but, uh, well, you don't want to like, buy okay. those though. single, well, single yeah. phase CPU power and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah.
3: yeah. Four to yeah, 500, the, and you'll get some stability, but it's worth paying more
1: for these guys. Yeah. The good ones yeah, will cost
0: more.
1: You're, you're looking from going 800 at the low end at the old high yeah. end desktop to now, you know, two, two grand at the lowest to, to get a reasonable setup for these AMD high end desktop Red Ripper machines. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's a bummer for them. us it's great for them bummer for us yeah, but that's
0: that's what they're going to do i mean obviously th- there's this whole thing in the enthusiast industry of people all upset about intel and their pricing and their competitiveness or anti-competitive competitiveness and you could look at certain specific things like forcing oems to do certain things under threat of supply and pricing and that's a different thing but it used to be price- a thing that that that, that was and not just Intel. You know, a lot of tech companies like Microsoft and stuff have been guilty of that. Yep. Um, but looking at just pricing in the market, people were all upset at Intel. But t- on one hand, AMD didn't didn't provide an alternative. It w- it's on AMD to compete, not Intel to feel bad and lower prices. And now AMD is in, on top in many areas, and they're pricing very high as well. And and that's what they're going to do. And that's you know a, a, a true capitalist would say that's what they should
1: do. Uh So, and then pricing up that high gives them a lot of flexibility because mm-hmm. initial uh, allocations will always be tight and people will buy it at those extreme margins for both the, uh, the retailer and, and AMD, but, you know, AMD's got their, their finger on the pulse and they know that, you know, we're not selling nearly as many as these. So let's, you know, drop the price down a little bit and see what happens and they you know it's that whole supply and demand curve and what they yep. can charge the most to, to get their best margins out of it all
3: makes the most and hell money. if you don't want to pay that well then we're just going to make more epics and make yeah. even better margins
0: the benefit of the chiplet approach right yeah. there but i think, I think you know i'm oh, sorry go ahead.
2: much better than sell yeah I was going to say that this launch and the fact that they are reusing the same processor three years in a row for their extreme edition is just reminds me of AMD with Radeon uh, before Navi, when you had the RX 480 came out and that was a solid option for its price and very, very popular, at least presumably popular. You'd never know that looking at steam hardware surveys. I'm sure AMD has some things to say about that, but, then the next year, they didn't have Navi yet, so they came out with the 580, and it was the same thing. And it's like the, okay, so then what do you what do, you do when you've already rebranded once, refreshed, maybe clocks have improved, that sort of thing, and then the 590? That's what their answer was. Another clock speed increase and a faster version of the 580, basically pre-overclocked 580. And you know what? more power and it was hotter, but it was faster and they had something new to sell. And it's because they didn't have their new architecture ready yet. And once it came out, we've seen significant, staggering improvements from Navi over GCN, over what we had with the Polaris graphics cards. So it's not like Intel is never going to have another graphics or another uh, CPU architecture again. It's just right now they don't because everything was it hinged on 10 nanometer and 10 nanometer has been delayed and delayed and delayed. So it's like, okay, well, we need something new. Here's the 9980XE here's the again. We boosted the clock speeds a little bit. And as a result, it pulls more power under load and we recommend liquid cooling mm-hmm. because it's going to run hotter. Well...
3: And- I mean, they did add more PCIe lanes, too. They did.
2: Yeah, like, okay. Turning on four more lanes. There, I'm not sure is? exactly why they were off to begin with, but yes. I don't know if it was just... Progress, I don't know either, but stuff. that was one why thing. Four? Yeah,
3: that, that was one thing that we were bitching about when they first came out. It was, you know, regardless of the performance deltas, AMD gives you more PCIe lanes than you will ever freaking know what to do with. Uh, now, to point out, that these are still not 3.0, or sorry, the new PCIe, but uh, it's it's still, you know, a big boost. I, you know, I, when I was looking at these, uh, not so much against the Threadripper, but against the 3950X, it's, you, you get more PCIe lanes than you did in the previous generation, and they match or beat the, the, the current Ryzen. Quad channel memory support up to 256 gigs. So there are uses for that, uh, for people that can afford 256 gigs uh, worth of DDR4 right now. And the the only other thing is if you've got a job load where for the longest time you've been programming on AVX, and so AVX 512 is going to be beneficial to you, or DL Boost, oh, sorry, deep learning you know, you can sort of pay an extra 230 bucks and get this thing. But unless you've got these specific scenarios where it makes sense, it's a damn hard sell, isn't it?
0: Well, and it's funny because the, because of that pricing. I mean, Intel has put its 1090 XE right in the middle between the 3950 and the uh, thirty thirty nine sixty x the entry-level Threadripper. So, you, you know, when you look at these graphs, you're like, well, okay, well, Price to performance, how does that shake out? And you're right, because of the merging, because of AMD's aggression on the mainstream to get that 3950X as a mainstream desktop part with limited PCIe lanes, although albeit PCIe four, as you said,
2: yeah,
0: it's it's a it's it, they're they're making a, a they're making it uh, more more competitive. There's more things you have to look at as a consumer in that range. Like, do I want cores or do I want lanes or do I need do I need those? I don't need a lot of lanes, but I need them to be fast. And so it's, it's muddled the line. There was, there was a pretty clear line that had been been in place for several, several generations. And it's, it's just blown to hell now.
3: That's been the, the, that's been the way that it's been for graphics cards, for CPUs for the last generation or so is we're, we're spucking something in every $10 segment Mm -hmm. Uh, or, this is really good at these specific things if you want to do this then you, you segment off that way i mean how many xeon SKUs were there that we were making fun of a few months back 188 <laughs> or something like that
0: there was a lot yeah it took yeah, out it tons. Tons <laughs> and, <laughs> the silver and the
3: gold yeah, and the platinum, yeah, the platinum and, and yeah so it's it's now segmented to the point where it's actually worth doing your research and literally if there are specific workloads you. You know, inside and out, you know this is what's going to benefit. Or you can pick it up, but walking into it as a consumer, uh, especially a gamer, it's like this is confusing and frustrating, and I'm not quite sure what's going on.
0: I mean, as we saw, though, uh, and again, not a not a lot of sites did gaming benchmarks for threat. Oh, well, why reporting. would you? I mean, some did, but but uh, on that note, like the one thing that Intel could hold <laughs> on to was single core performance. Right. Yep. I mean that was the, and that's what they told us during our briefing on Cascade Lake X a month or two ago. They were like, Yeah, we, we own single core, and that's what that's what they're still holding that's on to. That's why I buy an eighteen
3: core threaded processor or well, thirty-six threaded processors sure, for they, single core performance.
0: well, their point was you get multi, you don't get the best multi-core performance. I mean, I think they knew they were gonna lose that, but you get some multi-core performance and you still get single thread, which is good for gaming or good for applications which are still, you know, not really multi-thread aware. But as we see some of these results, let's take a look here at the serve the home. So they put the uh, Threadripper, uh, the uh, 3960X and 3970X up against last year's Threadripper, the ZMW 3275, and then the new 10980XE. It's it's not just the multi-core. the the, the new Threadripper parts are leading on single-core significantly. So here's like Cinebench R15. Obviously the new Threadrippers crush multi-core. They've got more cores, but the the Intel part has a one eighty four single core score, and the Threadripper part score two hundred three on the thirty nine sixty and two hundred on the thirty nine seventy, and that's the best part on these charts. On these charts for that that single core test, and then like Cinebench R twenty, same story. Intel's way down here, four thirty seven on the single core. Uh, Threadripper thirty nine seventy X is four ninety five, and the thirty nine sixty is five oh two. So I mean, just just that's. That's crazy, right? I mean, massive cores and still, at least in, in these workloads, the best single-core performance. And that, I think, really... That was surprising to me. And I think that's probably Yeah, they that's can, probably can clock those things
1: is. up and yeah. you've got 280 watts of TDP to play with. <laughs>
0: yeah, these are not your, your efficient ultra-low power options, but who cares, right? This is all about the power. So, so you can understand Intel being wary and and, not, and, having, and having their hands tied. I mean, we've seen a lot of people blaming Ryan for this or something crazy. This stuff was in the works years ago. The company can't do anything. Uh, they've got to wait for their processes to come out. The only thing they can do is price, and they tried to address that, and I don't know if it's enough. We'll see. But the other factor... That well, really, hey, you know, if
2: availability for AMD sucks, yeah. then, yeah, it will be enough. Well, <laughs> that's,
0: that's the <laughs> thing. Tell, a lot sure of, I, yeah. I saw a lot of youtubers um and articles saying well you should get the 3950x or you should get the threader for 3960
2: where X. where can well, i get exactly the 3950X? and it's like so well that's i right buy the the 10980xe for i think 1049 is what their little markup is on it and that i mean i don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a processor but if i'm looking at oh well the, the 3950x i've already committed to 750 dollars. it's just not available anywhere and if i can't find it anywhere it's over a thousand bucks and the Gray market, and it's sixteen cores. What I would love to see, and firsthand, but I can I can piece this together or find reviews is if the ten nine eighty XE or even the ninety nine eighty XE or the seventy nine eighty XE before it can beat out the thirty nine fifty X. Like if it, if they don't have if they have the single core performance, and obviously they have a two core advantage at eighteen versus sixteen. If you're not worried about brand, if you're agnostic and you're just like, okay, I just want the best performance for whatever the application is. So if you use Adobe Creative Cloud and you're like, well, Intel traditionally has a little bit of an advantage there depending on the workload. It's not just anymore. more optimized. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it, it, yeah. traditionally, mm-hmm. I haven't tested this, but I mean, it's been like up to like double digits, like 10, 15% in certain workloads. And of course, the workloads that Intel will recommend that you run. Are going to show a huge advantage for Premiere Pro, for example. But um, it, it yeah, really—it's it's, yeah. Just on it's, on so that, that Premiere
0: topic, because as someone yeah. who does video editing and stuff like that, was Intel's big thing was Intel still performs better in like creative apps? But as yeah. we'll see here, like here's a tech spot. They're showing the Premiere Pro 4 h H264 export. You
2: know CUDA, CUDA? right? Uh,
0: yes, it's CUDA. Um, but the the time. So thread Threadripper, uh, the, the two new Threadripper parts are at the top of that chart. And even the 3950X edges out the 10980 XE. That's
2: interesting. I wonder why they're doing it that way. Because I, I would think you would int- you would force software in yeah. Premiere. So well, it, maybe so, the so chart's It says CUDA, the, but anyway.
0: Yeah, that might be a typo. the, the Premier, the, the Puget uh, Puget systems, they're a system builder mm-hmm. they they yeah. have a uh, open not open source, but a distributed test that you can run on your own hardware. And uh, TechSpot that I downloaded that that actually, yeah, it's nice. It's nice stuff. And uh, even on that test, which is software, um the the Threadripper crushes Intel, and the 3950X crushes Intel. So it's it's, man,
2: (laughs) see the tables have turned. So now now, why would you buy the Intel part if you could get your hands on the 3950X and Mm -hmm. it's faster for seven fifty?
0: Well, if, again, so is, you need if you need lanes if you don't care about PCIe four, but you just need lanes. How many
2: PCIe lanes, lanes does the thirty nine fifty X have?
0: Uh, it's twenty usable. Well, is it twenty usable or is it okay?
1: It's twenty because it's sixteen and then plus the four for the NVMe, and then you get okay all the other PCIe lanes off of the uh, south bridge. Right, right. Twenty four well, in total because it's, that's
0: right. Okay, yeah, twenty four minus the four. Okay.
1: So, you can
2: do some CPU versus Southbridge testing because you know, this the, the way they designed that platform, you would think there wouldn't be as much of a hit going off of the chipset versus the CPU. No, it's it's, it's you got a little bit of latency, that's yeah, yeah. So, so just an additional latency thing, okay, yeah, but not much,
0: yeah. But as to your question, like, why would you go with Intel? I mean, it, there are workloads where Intel still wins, there's not a lot of them represented oh, in the charts that course, are out yeah. there. Uh, right. And, and w- one of those is, is the DL boost, the AVX 512 stuff. If you have an application, now you've got to find one, There's not a lot of <laughs> situations out there, but- Chances you know, are you it, built one. Well, for, for like two years now, Intel has been showing the same like photo editing app I've never heard of, but it can do like face recognition and auto de-blurring and stuff. And if you've got an app that can use that instruction set, it is incredibly fast. It blows anything else out of the water, but you've got to have that specific you know, scenario. For general purpose, I, I think the era, you know, the era of Intel being the all all purpose, you know, you buy Intel and everything's going to be probably okay. That's over for now. I think uh, it's pretty clear that the general purpose buy, both on desktop and the server, it's looking like is going to be AMD, if you can, if you can buy them. That's that's right. the only
2: downside. And it's it's early days, but still, I mean, we're still in the era of the three thousand nine hundred X being. Very difficult to find at 499 here in the U.S. You can buy it at 599 You can buy it at 619 but can you buy it at 499 consistently? And then you take the same chip, the same part, and hyperbin it to the point where not only do all 16 cores work, not only do they work at full speed, they work at a little bit of a higher frequency. I, the fact that they went, okay, the 3900X can boost up to 4.6 but for the part that's going to be almost impossible for us to actually uh, get consistent yields of we're going to force the issue and we're going to demand 4.7 gigahertz boost on the one with all 16 cores enabled if if we've been taught anything it's that the cpus that have more cores enabled typically run at lower frequencies so you always have to balance okay do i have workloads that use more of the cores or do i buy like the quad or the six core version of this that has higher single core clock speeds for things like gaming. And I don't really need more cores for those applications. So in AMD, this time was like, no, no, no more cores and higher frequencies. Basically. I'm sure there's probably engineers within the company who were not very happy about that decision because they're creating a situation in which it's going to be nearly impossible to get any kind of volume on this part josh am i insane like if you have all chiplets all cores enabled and you're demanding 100 megahertz over the one where you can actually disable a couple of, you know there's it's only a 12 core part the 3900x is physically the same as the 3950x it just has four cores disabled and it's running a little bit slower so you,
1: that would be well, I mean, you're you insane you're you're insane but that's okay. you know beside the point. Um <clears throat> you've also kind of got to look at the manufacturing of these chips. Um there's there's kind of some constant tweaking going on. It's not just especially with you know AMD's got engineers on site. TSMC have engineers that are dedicated to these lines and to individual products. And if they get like a batch that's kind of off, you know they they investigate why that is. If they get like a you know super batch, they investigate. I mean these things don't happen very often. I mean it's pretty pretty smooth, but they do tweaks in the the technology to improve yields and bins over time. It's just that it's that graph that you see that you know yields are pretty crappy, and then they start getting to. You know, pretty good, and then they they plateau off. But that plateau always just kind of keeps going up until it gets, you know, kind of towards the theoretical maximum, and that's when you start seeing a lot more of these higher end parts because you you have better binning chips over time, and um, eventually, if you throw a hundred thousand wafers through this, and you're you're going to get plenty of product that that hits those marks. And, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see anything really over the 3950 until we have the next gen Zen 3 on 7 nanometer plus from TSMC. And so we're, we're kind of at that point. And I'd imagine in like February, March, April, uh, you'll actually see 3950s around MSRP. I mean, they, they won't be incredibly common, but kind of like how we see the 3900s right now.
2: So I yeah I mean am hopeful that what you're not and sense, I do not but... think that that will be the case. But I'm being pessimistic I'll say that again. Here. I think oh, that you're... that's a a hopeful outlook because I I don't well, I don't honestly, think there ever personally to be... see a time when it will ever be commonplace to find one at MSRP. This will be a okay, rare, here's the pro- here, here's what you're kind of missing. Okay, is when it's finally becoming common
1: is going to be essentially right before Zen three is is going to be released. And that's when, you know, demand is going to be going down. Supply is is just going to be barely going up because it's still going to be extremely rare skew. And you got to clear those pipes. Yeah, and so you're going to see them before the the launch of Zen 3 around MSRP. But how many high-end enthusiasts who are willing to spend that kind of money are just going to wait another month, two months, and get Zen 3, which is a new architecture. It's going to be faster. It's going to have more bells and whistles.
2: You know, and I promise by then we will have a 3950X. When Zen 3 (laughs) launches, I will will go on eBay and buy somebody's used
3: (laughs) 3950X. PC Purrs is exclusive, 3950X on the launch day of
2: Verizon 3. I mean, if you wait long enough, can't you call it an exclusive? Like, no one else is doing a, a review of this it's, all year. Is anybody else. else reviewing the Intel Pocket PC camera? No. Well, actually... I will I will single-handedly destroy the site, Jim.
0: With the rise of the vintage tech YouTubers, you're, I don't know if you can make that statement so it's confidently. True. Yeah. But, but as, as I said, mark your calendars, July, I'll say July 14th, 2020, we will have our 3950X review. But uh, real quick, let's just uh, wrap this up. We'll we'll have links to all of the sites that have Threadripper reviews. We'll have those in the show notes for you. But let's uh, real quickly just talk about this. uh, This little little controversy uh, to add on to some other controversies, but basically Intel, when they sent out their Cascade Lake X uh, hardware, they, as as every company does, they give you a like a reviewer's guide where they kind of recommend certain things you should look at. And you sometimes do and you sometimes don't. And one of the workloads that they recommended for Intel HDT parts is uh, MATLAB. Uh, there's a, a benchmark there. I've never used this <laughs> software, but there's a benchmark in MATLAB. And uh, so people, you know, some sites like Extreme Tech here, they, they used it. But then uh, on Reddit, I can't recall the Redditor's name it's in this article somewhere, but basically somebody on Reddit noticed that, well, MATLAB isn't really treating the Ryzen or the Threadripper parts, any AMD part fairly, because it's not executing or it's not allowing them to execute the Simd code, even though the processor support that. It's like a, like a software issue where it's saying, don't use this, don't take advantage of this, this benefit in this processor, but only on the AMD side. And so if you, if you hack it and bypass that to allow it to use the full pro, uh, full potential of the threaded processor, you see pretty significant gains. I think Extreme Tech here found about yeah one point three two to one point three seven uh, x improvement, so th- thirty two to thirty seven percent better by by quote uncrippling that benchmark. So that's they another.
2: Just they rename the executable. I was gonna say, right. yeah, just re-end that XE file <laughs> yeah. and just yeah. watch what happens.
1: Now they had to adjust the flags in, in the program itself to oh, okay. Uh, but it, it, it's it's another
0: layer on this as we see reviews is that we've got all these cores to the to, on the consumer in the consumer's hands now, and sometimes software. Whether you know there was some accusation that this was malicious that Intel paid them off or whatever, I don't know. I don't have any information about that. But regardless of the reason for this being the case. Uh, we're seeing that not not all the software is going to take advantage of these architectures or these these core counts right away. So so the situation could change uh, and and improve even further for AMD in certain areas. But uh, any other any other closing thoughts on the AMD versus Intel saga this
1: week? It's a good time to be alive because. Yeah they're going to gonna be starting fighting back and forth to retain market share and they're going to be doing some interesting things whether underhanded or not uh but i think uh, with the amount of competition and amd able to deliver parts that are not only competitive but also can <clears throat> be better than what intel has and part of that is design part of that is kind of them looking out into the future and adopting this this chiplet uh strategy as well as uh you know tsmc is is knocking it out of the park with a seven nanometer in terms of mm-hmm. the quality of the process and how much they're able to actually produce um yeah intel is is um they've got some work to do and i mean they're going to do it and they're going to throw money at it and i think as long as amd stays competitive in the end consumers are are gonna win uh, Cause we'll get better products, more performance, probably lower money. Unless of course the bean counters at AMD and Intel come to a uh, detente and, you know, start fixing prices. Then the sec and the FEC or say they, they all get in all those government things and start. And then everybody gets a rebate check from Intel and AMD.
2: because they didn't <laughs> do price fixing.
1: Yep. Sorry. We screwed you. Uh, here's
0: $7. Yeah. And, uh,
2: Sorry we uh, screwed you. Here's a 10% off on your next
0: purchase. purchase. Yeah. yeah. I, I, what it's was the one, one there was... It was years ago. There was a settlement. That, I think it was... Was it Red Bull? or? I, guess I don't want to say anything. I'm going to be... Uh, was it the Give You Wings but, one? one? Well, there was, there, was an, there was an energy drink or an energy product that was found to be harmful, like increasing the risk of heart palpitations. Oh, Four loco. Maybe that's what... But the, the settlement involved <laughs> getting a free can of the, whatever it was. So, <laughs> yeah, so that.
1: Yeah, uh, or
0: loco. But uh, any, anyway, let's let's move on. We're going to stick with Intel real quick here, uh, but on a totally different area. Uh this is uh, Intel storage. They announced uh, earlier this week the launch of the uh the 665P, which is the successor to the 660P, which was their QLC based uh SSD M.2 SSD uh that came out last year. Or I guess it was 2 years now It's 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 been a it's been at least a year. Um now this is a uh, a low-end product. It's a QLC product, so it's lo- not low-end, but like a low price. This is your entry-level uh, QLC cheap cheap uh, flash storage device, and they've looked at it and they've they've teased it to us as a basically a, a, a kind of a freebie upgrade over the 660p, which Alan reviewed when he was still here and 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 uh, you know gave it a, a favorable review. And the thing with the 665 is that it's gonna slide into the market at the same price points as the 660. Now the 660s right now are on sale because of the, like the Black Friday stuff. So they're cheaper, they're like under a hundred dollars. And this one though, once at, at normal price, this will slide into that same price point of just, you know, 115, $120 or so uh, for, for one terabyte. And there'll be capacities up to two terabytes. But the interesting thing about this guy is that it's the first 96 layer QLC product. So uh, they're they're first to market with that. And what that gives them, they claim, is better uh, endurance and better performance. So a slight performance boost, uh, anywhere from about seven to thirteen and a half percent, and 50 percent uh, better endurance. Now again, this is your QLC product. Their their QLC means that you've got an SLC cache, and then the slow QLC NAND. And if you exceed the cache, your speed goes way down. So. This is fine for ninety-five percent of the market. These, and these are you can get these from Samsung and Crucial. Intel's not the only one doing this, of course, but uh, just keep that in mind as you as you buy this. And uh, it looks like you know they're already on sale here. Newegg's got the one terabyte for one twenty-five.
3: Schrotz law still doesn't apply. That's oh not yeah, ten
0: yeah. cents yeah. a gig. Well, you could,
1: well, the six sixty. The, so the six sixty's you down. Gig.
0: Yeah, uh, below. But I think that's a sale price. Oh yeah. But it's, but still,
1: you know, I saw something oh, I the one. other day for eight cents a gig. Yeah, that wow, was, mushkin. was it- that a or mushkin. six? Yeah. 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 It's like, wow. Yeah, so th- these are, you know,
0: they're, they're, uh, uh, halms. Anyway, Helms! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you're confused, you should join our Discord. Um, but anyway, the, the 660. It 660 won't help, 5P, but you should join
2: our Discord. It <laughs> yeah. will not help you at all. It will not help your mental well-being. Sorry, Jim. But we will give you shout-outs <laughs> on the podcast when you demand that we do so. Okay, yeah. what do you want me to say? Helms, tell me what to say. Helms. Helms, put some money on the You're Patreon, and things. then we'll say it.
0: This is your moment, man. Don't blow it. I mean, there is there is like a 15-second delay, but
2: oh okay Uh, i I forgot about
3: that yeah
0: any anyway the uh, check it out if you're looking for that lower cost storage because for most people if you're going to live within that cache you're fine and with with this product as well as like i think the samsung it's dynamic the SLC cache is dynamic so depending on how full the drive is you get more of that SLC cache to to use before you hit the the slow qlc but uh all right, moving on, we've got uh, some news uh, that Jeremy found for us. It looks like the elusive RX 550, that new AMD Navi mid-range graphics mm. card, has become sort of available, at least available Not enough for someone to do a... 5500.
2: 5500,
0: AMD RX 500. we 5, We've already
2: had the RX 550.
0: Sorry, I, I, I got like
2: caught. I have uh, one over there. I think I have a gigabyte a one in the box yeah. over there. Yep. But, Sadly didn't but, appear in the review.
0: So we have got the RX5500 out there and uh, who it was Tech Power Up right Jeremy that reviewed this uh or they uh,
3: this? obtained one yes they, they got it from the it. system and then published it Yes But hey welcome Navi 14 It's uh it's here it's interesting it's not amazing but it's very interesting
0: now, we don't if know you pricing, are though right No there is no, there is no, no.
3: However, we can kind (laughs) of guess that uh, it might fit somewhere between about $130 to $160. Uh, Maybe $150, because this came out the same day that the GTX 1650 Super arrived. Which is $149.99, strangely enough. And is not quite as good. Now, these are the Hmm. mid-range cards, So, as, as you can see... Uh, at 1080, you're perfectly happy. At uh, 1440, you know if, if you drop things down, you're, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, at 4K, well, I'm sorry if if you're paying less than two hundred dollars for a video card, you, you probably don't have a 4K monitor. And if you're paying less than about eight hundred dollars for a video card, you shouldn't be expecting good performance. It doesn't. Add a huge amount of features. It, there's not really a hell of a lot to talk about with it, other than we're, we're looking at uh, a 7-nanometer design, so significantly less power consumption, significantly less heat, uh, which does lead to a little bit of overclocking headroom over top of the 1650 Super. It's, of course, a, a single sample, so we, we shall see how it goes over time but when you're really looking at uh, performance per watt or performance per dollar it's fairly nice i it, there are a few that uh are just about as power hungry but perform better but overall for this sort of price uh this price range it's doing fairly good as you can see there as it's coming up towards the very top of the uh, price to performance
0: Oh so so they're assuming a 140 price. Okay. Uh, they well they did actually did a couple. So they I think oh, I they
3: did okay. at yeah, 140 uh, and if you scroll down I think they did it at about 160 as well. So yeah, yeah. They, they varied it a bit. Uh, yeah
0: so they they estimated 140, 160 and 180 at 140. Yeah well, if it's it 180 leads...
3: that's a mistake.
0: Well wow, sure. Yeah. So at 140 it leads the charts. If you're looking at the video version here it's it's yeah. the best Performance per dollar at 160, it's still up near that top, and then yeah, 180, it's, it's, it's you know better. It's in the top half, but you know it falls quite a bit there. So yeah. So considering the RTX,
2: RTX, the GTX 1650 Super, which I have, it's one of these identical MSI cards here. Actually, I can tell them apart because the Super is heavier. They're using a a denser heatsink this time with more pipes, but it's. I'll have that review done by the end of the week, but the 1650 Super is 159.99 or or more. It's ten dollars above the 1650 uh, base price. Which why would you buy at this point? Exactly, drastically better performance because this this is a 1650 and it's based on TU117, has GDDR5 memory. This is a 1650 Super, and it's based on TU-116 and has GDDR6 memory, significantly higher bandwidth, more CUDA cores. It's just it's just better, and it's $10 more. So they have completely... Yeah. It's just like with the 1660 Super. They came out with a 1660 Super edition for a small premium over the vanilla card, and it pretty much reaches 1660 ti levels of performance within a few percentage points mm-hmm. and it's just why does the ti exist it's 279 well this is 219 or 229 and then the other one is 219 it's it's so well, one of so them cool. came out I, first right one of them came out first and they're not discontinuing it that was what they told us they told all the media in the press call like yeah we're not going to continue these are going to exist alongside so i expect a, a drop in the 1660 ti it would, you'd have to wouldn't you but I don't know, because maybe they, maybe they have to do it this way, because we alluded to this earlier in the podcast. Every add-in board partner has, I think, three or four different versions of every GPU at launch, and they can segment even further beyond that if they want to. But when these cards are already within $50 of each other, and often less, and then you have yep. these $10 product segments where this one is the stock cart, and then this one has the 45 megahertz overclock, and this one has the 70 megahertz overclock, and the better cooler, and then this is the maximum factory overclock with our best cooler and RGB lighting, and those are your four options, and they're like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and then you're off to the next cart. And sometimes you have overlap. Like Josh reviewed the uh, Asus Strix uh, RCX 2060 earlier this year, And it was more expensive than a the twenty sixty super. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it it just it had all this extra stuff, and it was supposed to be more overclockable, or it had like more VR. it It had better power delivery and a custom PCB, and it had a better cooling design and stuff. But at that point, once you've eclipsed the price of the next model up, then it's irrelevant. So. Is it kind of. Yeah, it's offered, it's
1: on sale for two fifty nine a few days wow. ago.
2: Wow! So. Wow! And you reviewed it. At Finally four, learned a lesson, eight, right? Yeah. That's, What's up? That? You reviewed it at like four oh nine 409 or four nineteen. I think is what it was. Four twenty nine. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, and then AMD is literally at this point in retail with their newest stuff is sitting on two models, and then their their partners can segment as they please and there aren't as many partners for amd there's xfx and sapphire and uh, Asrock does some now and i'm probably forgetting major names here gigabyte uh asus does ati right amd evga of course does not Mm -hmm. no but you know all the partners out there that that can produce these cards and segment them obviously have a lot it becomes a lot more confusing on the nvidia side is what i'm trying to say and i'm confusing myself just trying to remember the different models and their differences at this point and the prices at this point it's been nonstop since the beginning of the year and well didn't ezrock have
1: their uh their uh, their twin fan 5700x for like on sale for 359
2: yeah, and it's they were actually great. the first to market with an aftermarket cooler, I think, was the yeah. big brag on that I mean, one. It's
1: still loud, but who cares?
2: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We haven't heard any reports of these things dying yet, so even the reference cards <laughs> from AMD at 100 and whatever centigrade are still not dead, so that's good. It's not like the early RTX days when we had the Space Invaders things. I actually have a Space Invaders card myself. I finally joined that elite club. Of uh, cards that have failed, but we need well, more. We need the fifty five hundred to be mainstream and we need a fifty six hundred. And for that matter, we need a fifty eight hundred and a fifty nine hundred, but we just don't have that. So well, hey, lead with your middle foot. AMD's
3: been
1: doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, we've been going at this an hour and ten minutes for a 30
2: minute show. So yeah, you know, know. It's
0: All right. So real quick, it's let's fine. continue on here. And uh
2: continue on, Jim. Continue on. You, are you fucking kidding me? Carry on. Carry okay. on?
0: What did I say? No, I just
2: meant like it's it's already been an hour. Josh to find this out and you want to keep going.
0: Well, we gotta get through the show notes or else
2: Do you have to get well, the no I don't just know. control that. A delete. Re- yeah, real yeah. Delete yeah. real show quick notes. here. Real Ooh, quick. I own the show notes. I'll just delete the whole folder.
0: Oh. Wait, no, I own I, do I own your email domain.
2: Uh, but but can <laughs> you lock me out before I can hit the delete no, button right now? No, I cannot. Okay
0: um but anyway real Leverage. quick so jeremy found this for us this is a a database of benchmarking tools over at oc inside uh, tell, tell us what what they've got here why is this uh so i neat? holy
3: crap this is just insane uh if you've got an old k7 board that you need to uh without soldering uh change the way that uh, the memory works well they've got that If you want Motherboard Monitor 5, they've got it. If you want every single uh, GPU acceleration program from Voodoo Overclock through RevaTuner to the current Afterburners and that, it's there. If you want ancient benchmarking software through modern software, it is there. I had no idea these guys did it. Uh, When I ran into this, this was actually an update as opposed to a brand new feature. And, they're, and they're,
0: they're self-hosted too. They're not just linking to some FTP server that's probably been taken down, but like yeah, these are- They hosted self-host and own.
3: they link to the uh, developers when they're still yeah. around. Like, I mean, you go Voodoo to Voodoo 5 OC. they're not <laughs> Voodoo, still there.
0: Voodoo 2 overclocking tool, 219 kilobytes, go grab it. Nice, so check that out. We'll have a link in the show notes that's over at ocinside.de. It's the uh, benchmark database. All right. Uh,
3: Available in German uh, as well. Let's just jump You can to, skip this one okay. if you want. I just let's, was going to bring it up.
0: Let's jump then. Instead of instead of Picks of the Week, because this is the Thanksgiving show, uh, we're going to do just a quick little uh, uh, roundtable of things, because it's cheesy, things that we're thankful for in tech. Uh, so uh, let's see. I'll, I'll start off. Uh, the thing that I'm thankful for, or one of the things I'm thankful for in, in technology is M.2 drives. Because I used to be a guy who needed a lot of storage uh, in my case, and I would get a RAID card and put, like, eight hard drives in there. Yep, Josh has got one for us here. He's showing Would off, you uh... please
1: unpackage that one day, man? <laughs> but, uh... God, it is it's... open, and I have flashed it to the latest BIOS, and Ooh. it just crap. Oh, the... and...
0: Yeah. It just I... keeps... But, anyway, the the... The, the thing I love about M.2s is, is when you have all those hard drives, your case is heavy. It's hard to move around. It's not as durable because you got all these moving parts. And now you can take four terabytes on a little thumbstick thing and, and or a little gumstick uh, uh, size thing and stick it in there. And you, don't, and you don't have to run cables. You don't need to run data and power cables. So you're not having all that extra junk on the back of your case. And uh, it's just great. You, you can add a lot of storage very easily to very small uh small builds so either either through the motherboard or pcie adapters so that's that's what i am thankful for that's one of the things recently uh, jeremy what's your what's yours pick
3: uh thoroughly and completely fully beta testing operating system so that the patches <laughs> work wonderfully wait
2: you're thinking, i kid wait, wait, i kid we don't yeah, do that Wait, anymore. i was like wait what? we,
3: we <laughs> just don't do that anymore
0: this, is, this isn't wish list this is existing yeah. things you're thankful for
3: no, I'll okay. jump uh, just straight through because uh, Josh, I'm pretty sure is going to uh, talk about the state of the market and how it's wonderful that we've got a, a role reversal going on here, but I would like to shout out to all of the modders out there that make games better. Uh, I will shamelessly plug rogue tech for battle tech because lady, like uh, just uh, taking it to a whole new level. They're actually working with paradox now to make it better. But seriously, like if you've gone through the Skyrim thing of stacking 18 mods on top of each other until it's just perfect, if you've taken one of the old Half-Life ones and done a total conversion of it, please understand that these people are taking their own time to make the games that you love even better. Any chance you've got to shoot them a couple of bucks, you know, match what you paid for the game, even if you bought it on sale, even take a look at what the current price is, Toss them some money so that they can keep doing this because it keeps the community alive. And as I said several times, it, the games you love, they make them better out of their own love, out of their own desire to learn things out of their own hope of getting a new job. But how many times do you hear a modder getting a brand new job? Portal was a freaking mod in the beginning. Like, come on, support your modding community. They are
1: amazing, and I love them all.
0: You're here. All right, Josh, what do you got for us?
1: Me, I, two things. Uh, you know the the a veritable cornucopia of 144 hertz monitors. Because you've never really lived until you you sat in front of these. If you, if you're used to 60 hertz stuff, and you get into one of these, it's it's a thing of beauty. Even just moving around in 2D space desktop, it just everything's so smooth, and this is a a two k monitor hundred and forty four hertz v a panel, so it's not t n uh they just added free sync to these uh, somehow they they either uncovered it or updated it or whatever but before uh these these you know Samsung gaming monitors did not support free sync now they do so of course now you can you can enable free sync on a m d cards and you can force g sync on uh Nvidia cards. And, uh, yeah, it's just, right now, Black Friday for, what, 259 is what that is? Yeah. Yeah, 260 bucks for a 27-inch, 2560 by 1440, 144 hertz monitor, not a TN panel. It's good stuff, Maynard. Yeah. Probably got a crap base, but...
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of those Samsung bases, and yeah, it doesn't. Not all of them are Visa compatible, although it looks oh. like this one is. I see we're some nice. some mounting holes there, so so that's yes. good. But but uh, all you know, all in all, other respects, a great you know a great uh, time to be buying monitors. Yeah,
1: and the other thankful thing I'm I'm thankful for is is AMD is still around. They they were able to survive the bulldozer years. They're able to, you know, constrict as much as possible and get past these speed bumps and bring us in, bringing us Navi, hopefully Navi, big, soon. But yeah, they've, they've uh, given a lot more hope to the CPU market at the very least. Doesn't tell yeah. me the competition. They were squeezing us bad. mm <laughs>
0: And uh, just just for the purposes of, it's cathartic, but we'll...
2: stop! Stop! He's already dead. Got <laughs> no! I <gotta> get <laughs> All
1: right,
0: Sebastian, did you have anything?
2: Yeah. Oh, my. Thankful for is just core counts. The increase in core counts. I was thinking about this when I started writing for this website. My home little test bench I'd put together was a forty-seven seventy. I had jumped on the Intel bandwagon with Sandy Bridge. So I had a twenty-six hundred K, and it that was in the Haswell era. That was in two thousand fourteen that I had built that system. Since my son was born, which was the next year, and I was like, I think it was two years into his life, it was still just quad core, you know, Skylake quad core. And, oh, your kid's only a quad core. Well, yeah, he's four, so he's currently at quad core status. Uh, But just thinking about just in the last couple of years since Ryzen launched, Ryzen didn't launch until 2017. Before that, Intel was like a barren wasteland. You would not want to, unless you had to, you were not running Piledriver in your main system. There were people who who preferred it for whatever, like, you know, that was literally just brand loyal to that. You mean AMD was the
0: barren wasteland?
2: I think so. I might have said okay. Intel. It's uh AMD was not the best choice in 2014. It was eight-ish cores with terrible IPC and I'm not going to go down this road, but I wanted to be on an AMD platform and I couldn't I couldn't do it. And so I was on Intel and to think that Zen has been successful enough that like literally from Cabby Lake to the Coffee Lake 14 nanometer refresh stuff. They went from i7s, were four cores still with Cabby Lake in the seventh generation, still a four core part, to immediately the 8700K goes to an eight or a six core part, six cores hyper threading. Uh, all of the Coffee Lake desktop i 5 suddenly became quad core or hex cores. And then you had Core i3s go to quad-core. Everything's just been moving up. And then they came out with the 9700K, so they took an i7 up to eight cores. The Core i9 stuff comes out. So literally all of this, if they were content to sit at quad-core from Sandy Bridge through Haswell and Broadwell, and then Skylake launches at four cores, and then Cabby Lake launches at four cores for the Core i7, They have been forced to do this, and the rumor is the 10th generation, there was that, uh, we talked about this before, but the Inquirer article that said basically the entire 10th generation uh, lineup has been leaked, and they're going to have a 10-core 20-thread flagship desktop part instead of 8 and 16. So this has clearly been uh, like the most... I feel like this year, really. 2019 was the like transformative year when six to eight cores kind of became just the standard. The fact that you can go right now on Amazon and buy the Ryzen 5 3600 for 194 bucks, I could have it in one day, six cores, 12 threads for 194 bucks is it's just crazy to think of what that would have cost you a few years ago. Six cores was the ultra high-end, desktop part from intel just a few years ago and we had been used to at one point rapid change like things changing the computer industry but long before i ever even had a computer and when i was younger and you would have like one processor architecture would be completely eclipsed by another one people were being left behind you were companies were offering overdrive or in-place upgrade cards or kits just so that your computer could run software that it just was not capable of because it had been superseded so quickly. And then we just got into this, there's just a stagnant period. It was like four or five years of just, this is all the same. It's all the same crap. It's like, what, what a five, 6% increase in IPC over last year. That's not very exciting. People hang hung on to their stuff for a really long time. How many people hung on to their I seven nine twenties forever? And then they were hung it's still running computers. in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. Oh, the
3: 2600 See, the running over the... just over there. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah 2600 okay. K is, was still on yeah. an extremely popular processor even today.
2: Yeah. And really at this point, people who are on Haswell are probably just fine. You're on Haswell and a, a high end GPU of that era. It's a great pairing. And you're, you pretty much have to upgrade your entire platform to get better results With without like you buy a brand new GPU and it's probably being bottlenecked a little bit by the older CPU. But if you buy the new CPU, it's not getting you anywhere in gaming unless you buy a new GPU. So it's just, it, it's finally exciting again to talk about building up a new PC, looking at a new platform and more so on the AMD side, which is, you know, it's not what Intel wants. This is, they, they, have not had a good year. They've not had a good two years. They've the, the last two years have been, like I said in my review today, the last two years have been great for consumers, not so great for Intel. And in, AMD has successfully basically forced the issue with core count to the point where Intel has had to respond and it's just going to continue to improve. And everybody wins. So now when you buy a desktop or a laptop, it's just going to have... More horsepower under the hood, I hope. Unless you're buying bottom of the barrel Black Friday laptops with what is the equivalent of Intel Atom processors in them, please don't, because you can barely even go online. But yeah, you know,
0: be safe this Black Friday. Yeah, be don't,
2: safe. Don't don't, be, don't be buy the
0: the hundred dollar laptop.
2: Check that SL. Check the spec number. Like you you have there is protection. Go to you know, go to Intel's website. Look up the processor number and just make sure it's actually a core processor and not an Atom processor, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll finish it up here. I've got one more thing I'm thankful for, and, uh, and that's you. Yes, you, watching this, listening to this, reading our articles. Uh, this has been a very interesting year because we're, we're about almost to the year mark where everything kind of changed, and it was, uh, it was not pretty. And it was not ideal and you wouldn't ever plan or want to do it the way we did it. But everything changed literally overnight and uh, we had to step in. And, and I, I'm, I'm the worst person, especially in hindsight, who could have taken over the ownership role of this. I suck at selling ads. I suck at, uh, at, at, at handling the, the, the details of, of a business like this. But, but you know, people like like uh, Sebastian have, have stepped up and taken on shoulder the load. He, you know, Sebastian has worked incredibly hard this year to the point where I'm afraid I'm going to break him. Like uh, I'm just going to get a call from his wife one day that says he's out in the un, in the yard in his underpants screaming at pigeons, and uh,
2: look there was and, there was that one incident okay. at a Wendy's one time. Yeah, you are uh, a Law and Order fan. I can understand,
0: but yeah. uh, you know it's, it's, you know. But he is he has really worked hard, so I, I appreciate that. I appreciate guys like like Josh and Jeremy who you know they've got day jobs. This is not their job. They've they've got families and and friends and and work that they've got to deal with, and they still make time. To come and talk to us every week, and, and to write articles, and hang out, and and you know, be in, on Twitter and in the in the Discord, and so that's that's great. And and for all of you guys who who kind of saw this all kind of fall apart, uh, and 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 watch just just try to bring something back. Uh, it's been it's been great. Uh, this has been a really tough year for me personally. Uh, a lot of health issues that have kept me down. And every time I'm starting to feel down, somebody out there in our community says something really positive. I get a a, a direct message or a tweet or an email and it really means the world. So, uh, thank you. Usually, it's like I'd like us. to
1: speak with Josh's manager, please.
2: Well,
0: we get those two and I, I, and I have uncovered levels of assholery that I never thought possible amongst, Oh, it's n- not, not our readers, but people who got all worked up about something that happened two years ago with people who haven't worked here in a year and still like to harass us. So
2: you say, so you say, yes, you well,
0: here I do here. keep Alan chained up in the other room, but, uh, you know, it, that's it's, just you don't have
3: to chain him. You yeah. just throw him an SSD every five minutes. He's
2: fine. Yeah.
0: or or some little strategy game or something to keep him keep him occupied. Just just or, give or, him the
2: same SSD every day. But like, John or like, uh Alan, can you? Somebody can you invented spot a, spot a new this? Factorio yeah. device. Can you or, or, spot or, or, the firmware difference I made to this SSD? I didn't make any firmware changes. Yeah. He's gonna be analyzing it all yeah. night. Oh, I backed it into a corner. Check it out. Like, oh really? Yeah, I think you're just wearing out the flash.
0: Yep. And and uh, and and as we're talking here, uh, I'm seeing in our Discord, I'm getting notifi- notifications from our, our crew in Discord, you know, saying, you know, giving us further encouragement. So it's it's just great. We have a wonderful community, and uh, and and I'm 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 not gonna say I haven't had regrets about the way things have happened because I've just felt so bad this year. But I'm glad. If I really think about it, I'm glad that we were able to keep this going, and we're gonna keep it going. So. Ah, uh, thank you so much. Everyone, have a very safe, wonderful holiday if if you're traveling this week. um just you know be safe, have fun, uh, enjoy your time with friends and family and uh, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone.